What is going on, podcast world? Uh, I just wanted to jump on and do a quick intro to this episode. And this week's episode, like I talk about it in the episode, but I am pumped for this episode. Um, this episode, I get to sit down with my good friend um, Kenny Stanfield. He uh, he's a he's a really cool guy. I've been meaning to sit down with him for a long time, and I apologize for not posting a podcast for the past couple of days. I've been kind of preparing for this interview as well as a few other interviews. So I really hope that this, uh, this interview and this conversation that I have with Kenny kind of gives you some ideas, maybe gives you a little bit of hope and a boost because today's topic in the podcast is we're going to talk a lot about importance. And I hope that each of you know that you are infinitely important to our father in heaven. And if, if you don't hear it from me, I hope you hear it from Kenny and I hope that it's something that you internalize and that sits sits right with you. But without further ado, thank you so much once again for listening to the Life is Bruff podcast. And I introduce to you, Brother Kenny Stanfield. What is going on, podcast world? You are listening to the Life is Bruff podcast. And today I am pumped. It's been a long time coming and I am stoked to have my friend Kenny Stanfield with me today. Um, Kenny is a seminary teacher at Bingham High School. He is also a very, very good friend of mine. And not only that, but he's actually the dude that inspired me to get into podcasting in general. So I'm, I'm super excited to be sitting down with him. So Kenny, thanks for being here today, man. Of course, man. I'm excited to be here with you, man. It's, uh, it's nice of you to say, I, I, I'm just a humble podcaster myself. Dude. I haven't been doing it for very long, so it's good to, good to be here. Yeah. Well, like I said, man, like this, this guy is actually a huge motivator for me. And I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I'm not just saying that because he's here and because, you know, I, I want to get a smile on his face. I mean, he smiles anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm really pumped. And um, I'm specifically excited because um, Kenny does what I want to do someday. I mean, he gets the opportunity to influence young people in a very special way because uh, he's a seminary teacher for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you don't mind, would you mind just talking a little bit about what you do, why you love it, and yeah. a little bit of how you yeah. got into it? So, yeah, I, I teach seminary, which is just like a religious class in high school. Um, so here in Utah, we do it kind of differently, um, even for like, even for people from our church and youth from our church. like. Um, as part of their school schedule, they have a religious class where they come and we kind of just talk about Jesus. And I've been doing it for about five years. And why I love it, dude, honestly, is because of the kids. I, I don't mean that as a cop-out answer, but like there, uh, I mean, there are other things that I, that I love about it, but like seriously, what keeps me coming back every day, what keeps me like hopeful for every day are the kids because like, there's, there can be stuff going on and there always is stuff going on, but there could be stuff going on outside of the classroom and like sometimes at home, not really at home, right. besides the stress like of having four kids and stuff. And um, But like there could be um, some rough stuff going on over the last five years. There have been some rough stuff that has happened. and But then like as soon as I get in the classroom, it's like like my own world. Like yeah. all of a sudden we're just like here and I try to be present, you know? And so it's the kids, dude, it's the kids that keep me coming back and they truly inspire me every day. And just seeing like, just hearing from them and like, I mean, I'm not trying to say that, like I know that I'm changing their lives, you know, to be, to be uh, right. arrogant or anything like that. But yeah. like, I just, I feel like we're doing some good things with them. So. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I think that you are, I mean, it was seminary teachers that I had growing up in Utah that 
that made me not not necessarily made me but inspired me to to do all the right things at the right times and I've, I of course had my help at home and but I I look back at the seminary teachers that I had and you guys do change lives whether or not you know it right now but you do and, and that's why I'm I'm pumped to have you here um so what I wanted to talk about a little bit today was the the idea of um importance and this, this comes from a couple scriptures that I want to talk about a little bit later, but I want to, one thing that I did in my research was I, I went to your Instagram because you're super active on Instagram. You, you've been posting a lot for a while and, um, you, you made my job really easy as far as that goes. But, um, there was a post that you made in March of 2018 and it was just a picture from, uh, I think it was Gary V's Instagram page. And all it said on it was you're important. It was a picture of Gary V, you know, helping out like a young person. And um, what what you put as the caption was, um, so this one's kind of emotional for me. I'm so heartbroken that so many people DM me, especially those under the age of 20, that tell me they aren't important or valuable or will amount to nothing. So my first question is like, does, does that still happen to you? Like, so I actually don't think that that was me. Um, cause it might, let me check. Okay. Man, you're going back way back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me go check on the, cause I think it may have been, I don't remember saying that. Um, because let me, let me just check. But, okay. But I do remember that post. Actually, it's crazy that you bring that up because, um, I was just, I don't remember how I saw it. I think it may have been like a memory that came up or on Facebook or whatnot because, yeah. um, as I share it on Instagram, I shared it on Facebook as well. And, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember if that it was, yeah, it could have been that it was, it could have been that it was Gary's just Gary's, but, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, for sure. But I totally identified the reason why, obviously the reason I, obviously I can really feel that because that's why I posted, you know, that, yeah. that, uh, I, not that I talked to a whole lot of people or a whole, a whole lot of my students that, um, that feel that way or like that doesn't really come out a whole lot but like i mean anybody can think about that anybody can think about like how they felt in high school and and i mean if they're anything like me like in high school i felt that way i felt like because of all this stuff going on in life and like who, who am i i'm just like this little like nobody sometimes i thought that you know yeah. and so i oh there it is um yeah um, I don't, yeah, yeah, I think that's him. Okay. But, but cool. again, yeah, but again, dude, like, yeah, but you can relate still, you know, it's, it's yeah. something that, that obviously hit you. I mean, what, what is, what do you feel like people understanding their importance can do for a person? Oh, dude, um, literally changes their change. It changes your life because it changes. It doesn't. It doesn't initially change things on the outside, but it changes everything inside. And if things can change from the inside out, I mean, that's that is where real change starts to take place because internally, it changes everything. It changes the way you think. Changes the way you feel. Changes the way, like almost changes your soul when you really find out like what how important you are whether that be like uh 
to if you believe in God, um, and you find out like like we would say, right? Mm-hmm. As belief in as belief as have as believers in God, yeah.、Um, whether that belief come from understanding that you are a child of God or that you're just like that, you just are important. However, that that realization comes, it changes everything.、Mm-hmm. It it changed everything for me a couple years ago.、Um, And that's what inspired me to do things that I do now, like the podcast, like what I do on on social media,、um, how I teach, how I teach has changed, and yeah, it, ch- it changes everything. If it, if it really if if it starts to happen on the inside, man, it changes everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And、um, I love what we kind of talked about before. Um, we started the podcast. How you started to think a little bit this last week as we kind of talked about doing this podcast.、Yeah. Um, you talked about focusing a lot on how God is important to the students you teach because that's, I mean, that's kind of part of your job.、Um, but you kind of saw this shift a little bit, maybe, and I might be getting that wrong, but. Towards more of helping them realize that they are important to God. And,、um, you know, especially as a teacher of young people, do you, do you see that they kind of have this, this internal struggle with their importance, whether it be from God or for just like general? Honestly, I don't know if I see it.、Um, again, I, I think I just kind of understand that it might be there. Yeah. You know? And I mean, whether or not anyone, young or older,、um, Struggles with understanding how important they are. Like it's still good to hear either way、yeah. that you're important. You know that、mm-hmm. that there is significance and meaning to who you are. Like、mm-hmm. where wherever you are on the happiness scale, whether you're like super happy, just like in the clouds or in the dirt, like it doesn't matter. It,、mm-hmm. it, it's it's good to hear that you're important. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like that because like even in even in times of when things aren't going right, you can still believe that you're important, and I think that that can be the difference maker between you know, as we would say, like pressing forward with a steadfastness in Christ, and you know maybe just kind of taking time to to wallow for a little bit. And I don't I don't mean to say that as like a negative thing or like as、yeah. I feel like that's natural to go through a period of that when、yeah. things are things are hard, <laughs> but.、Yeah. But I think that the difference maker can be when you when you really do accept that there is there is hope and that you are important,、yeah. and you can you can kind of bounce back a little bit faster. So that's awesome. Thanks,、uh, thanks for sharing that.、Yeah. Um, I I do want to kind of move toward the scriptures that that I shared with you.、Um, so both of these come from. Scriptures that are in the standard works of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints.、Um, one of them comes from the Book of Mormon, and the other one comes from、uh, the Doctrine and Covenants, which is additional revelation that's、um, that was received by the Prophet Joseph Smith、um, near the the beginning of the Restoration, or what we what we know as the Restoration of the Gospel of Jesus Christ.、Um, but I can see that Kenny's already got the first one pulled up. It's it's in the Book of Jacob. Um, in chapter six, verse five, and to give a little background on why this scripture means so much to me, when I was on my mission,、um, 
we had we had a mission vision. I feel like that's kind of a universal thing that most missions have nowadays. And it's some kind of a rallying cry or scripture that means that means a lot to to the individual mission you come from. And in our mission, our mission vision wasn't a scripture, but it was just a phrase. And the phrase was, we are one with the Savior in doing the will of the Father. And so my whole mission, I was I was super hyper-focused on just trying to align myself with the Savior so that I could do the best that I could as a missionary. And by the end of my mission, I sat down with my mission president and he asked, he and I were just talking and he said, what, what stood out to you the most that you've learned from the mission vision? And it, it came from this scripture and it says um, in Jacob chapter six, verse five, wherefore my beloved brethren, I beseech of you in words of soberness that you would repent and come with full purpose of heart and cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you. And while his arm of mercy is extended towards you in the light of the day, harden not your hearts. And the specific line that stood out to me in there is cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you. And I think for me, that was a turning point in recognizing my importance to the Savior because I realized just as bad as I want to be one with him, he wants to be one with me. Um, and I'm kind of curious, um, did you have any thoughts from from reading this verse or kind of studying things around it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would even say that he, he wants to be with us way more than we want to be with him. Mm. Um, simply because, like, <clears throat> the verse is saying, cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you, meaning, like, we don't even meet that level of desiring him as much as he desires us, you know, like, because he is our maker, he's our creator, and he wants us. One of my students just the other week, um, man, I wish I, I wish I uh, could think about the context of what we were, what we were talking about. But anyway, he, he said that um, when God is asking us to do these certain things, pay our tithing, do all this kind of stuff, right? I, I think of pay my tithing just because of all the, the stuff that has been going on in, in social media lately, right? Yeah. But uh, all the things that God asks us to do is like he, he wants us. The reason why he's, this is what my student was saying, like he wants us. The reason why he's asking us to do these things, keep the commandments, all this kind of stuff is because he wants us, right? Like he wants us and he wants us so much more than we want him. And I think that's what Jacob's saying, right? He's like, yeah. you, you don't even have any idea how much God wants you. But if you can, right, then come with full purpose of heart, cleave unto him as much as he cleaves unto you. Because when we do, then that's when we begin to see things a little bit differently, see things from his perspective and see things with a much broader perspective, an eternal perspective, um, because it's his perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. That's that's sick. I never thought of it that way. Um, thanks for sharing that. And I mean, your student must be on like another level. Oh man, he's he's <laughs> awesome, man. He like all my students. They just amaze me, dude. Um, and that's and that's what I'm talking about earlier when I was saying that like they just they are what keeps me coming back because of experiences like that that I that I have on a regular and and it's. I, I've, I was just thinking about the other day, actually, I'm going to buy another journal and I've been just been searching for some journals as to which ones would be the best, but like just a journal that I'm going to keep and I'm just going to fill it with quotes like that from my students. You know what I'm saying? Oh just yeah. Kind of like make a quote yeah. book, but it all be from the students and not myself. So yeah, yeah, man, it's that, that has happened. Actually, yeah, that has happened since we talked about doing this podcast and 
man, it's just, it's so true, man. He, he wants us, man. He desires us. He wants us to be his. And the only way he knows that the only way we can do that is by doing things that he asks us to do and, and um, changing ourselves from being the natural man to being like him. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's, I love that, man. And that, that kind of leads me to, to think about and a little kind of shifting topics a little bit. Um, it makes me wonder kind of like what, what more we can do to put ourselves in tune with that wavelength with Heavenly Father so that we can start to see a little bit more of our importance to him. Because um, I love scriptures like this that are just full of encouragement that says that he wants us, like you were saying. Um, but I, I just want, I mean, coming from a seminary teacher's perspective as well, you know, you talk all the time about how we can want him more and want them, Jesus Christ and Heavenly Father, more in our lives. And, you know, going back to another post that you made, um, again, from, from March, it was March 1st of, of last year. Um, March must have been a good month, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a killer month from what I could see, but... Um, it was, it was all about how to strengthen your connection with God. Um, and there was a couple of different slides and you, you just kind of threw it out there. Like, here are some ideas you can consider to use. And it kind of sounds to me a little bit like the pattern that's described in the Book of Mormon of getting answers. But I think it's, it's paralleled with creating that connection with God. And you said, one, listen a little bit more for his voice. Two, test and prove what he asks you to do to see if it works. Three, kneel when you pray. And four, listen to uplifting music. And like, I've heard, I've heard the first three um, just all from growing up in, as a member of the church. But I, I feel like there's probably a specific reason for why you put number four in there. And maybe it's interesting that I'm focusing on that one, but... But maybe you could tell me a little bit more about this post in general and uh, just maybe give maybe give the people listening out there maybe a little bit more idea of how they can strengthen their connection with God. Yeah, so I talk about this all the time with my students just because it's something that like the, the concept of if you if you're not satisfied with where you're at, then you gotta evaluate some things. You gotta you gotta evaluate does your um, do your actions match your words? You know what I'm saying? Or do your actions match your your dreams or your hopes? Because if your actions, if our actions don't meet, meet our dreams or our hopes, then of course we're going to be unsatisfied with things. Of course there's going to be. I mean, I mean, we, you could say that we're always unsatisfied with things. But um, that, that's the point of this post. When I said when we evaluate what we are doing or not doing to connect with God, then we can stop wasting time on some of the things we are currently doing as well as spend more time on valuable things. And I mean, it's just an evaluation. It's an evaluation of where are we at because our actions um, will definitely speak to what are what we want. Right, um, so much more than what we say that we want. Right, because people, because we can say that we want God, we want that connection with Him, but then if we truly, like, honestly, do a very honest um, and and open evaluation of ourselves and be like, okay, if if I want this connection with God, if that's super important to me, then what am I doing that is evidence of that? What in my life is evidence of that and so that's where these things come from. Like, um, if we 
are finding that our connection to God is lacking, then just these are some of the things that we can do. Um, that we can do there are there's definitely a list that we have to make ourselves of things that we got to stop doing right um there was a guy that that gave a talk back in 2015 elder kim elder kimberly kim b clark Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how um change requires stopping some things and starting some things Hmm. right and and replacing bad habits with good habits yeah and that, that's all this is, is if we're trying to look for a connection with God, then uh, if we're looking for a greater connection to God, then just a few things to consider is that maybe we listen a little bit more for his voice, right? Yeah. Or we test and prove what he's asking us to do. Uh, there's always things that like God is trying to say and trying to get to our hearts and our minds and saying, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't, why don't you think about doing this? Why don't you think about serving this person? Why don't you think about calling this person up or texting this person? Or like he's always trying to talk to us and communicate to us, right? Because he wants us. And so maybe just listening and and testing and proving what he's asking us to do, right? Like a, a huge question that my students always ask. Um, and I think is a very popular question for not just youth, but, but everyone, but especially youth. When, we're, when as youth, we're trying to figure out how to do things, right? And one of those things that we try to figure out how to do is how do we listen to the spirit? How do we recognize the voice of the spirit, right? And um, that's kind of what it's like, just test it, just prove it. Like if he's asking you to do something, then just test it out, do it. And if it works, then it works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Then you know that if you're not sure if it's like your own mind or or if God's telling, then do it and see what happens. And then you'll then you'll know um, because we learn in Galatians right about the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit right. of God. That like yeah. if it, if it happens any that if, if the result is any of what the fruit of God is, then then you know it comes from Him, right? Yeah. But, number, but number four, listening to uplifting music. My life is music, man. Um, I've loved music for as long as I can remember, and music is my go-to. Man, I like is probably one of the things, one of the things in life that I feel closer to God to more more than almost anything. Just because that's just kind of effect that music has for me. Yeah. And when I say uplifting music, I'm not even saying I, I purposely put. I remember purposely putting uplifting music i didn't say church music i didn't say yeah yeah i just said uplifting music because there's all of us we listen to different kinds of music that uplift us oh for sure you know you may listen to some music that you say is uplifting and i'm like (laughs) yeah and same vice versa and so but that lifting listening to uplifting music and it's not even necessarily a spiritual thing but um like just music that makes you feel happy because Mm -hmm. guess what happiness is happiness comes from God, right? Like, yeah. and he is the ultimate source of happiness. And so just music that, that lifts you up, that like, that makes you feel uplifted, you know, whatever, whatever that means to you. And so number four is, will always be in there for me when, when in a conversation like this, trying to find a connection to God or whatever it may be, music will always be part of that conversation because it's something that I know for me connects me with God. Heck yeah. Yeah. I love that dude. And I love the focus on like evaluating. Like I think that can help anybody in good or bad like situations. If you, if you're happy with where you're at, I mean, I don't think that's any reason not to evaluate still and just, just double check. Like, are we good? Like, are we cool? It's with anything. Yeah. Anything in life. It doesn't even have to 
do anything with religion. You you want to if you say that you want a million bucks. Yeah. Anybody can say that you want a million bucks. Anybody can put that anywhere and say that anywhere. Yeah. But like, if you're then you can't. If you want if that, your actions aren't matching it, then you can't complain. Yeah. Like, yeah, you take an inventory of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I love that, dude. And you know, I I think that's that's kind of where I feel I feel good about ending it. I feel like that's a great call to action for anybody that might be listening. Um, like whether in good times or bad, whether, you know, life is good or life is rough, you know, you just, you, you can evaluate what you're doing. And it, it makes me think about, um, a Mormon message video that the church put out. I don't even know if they call them Mormon message videos anymore with the whole rebranding. Right. Or, yeah. They call them yeah. Um, they're probably just gospel videos, but, yeah. um, there's one that they did where it was, I think it was. James E. Faust, don't quote me on that, but it was something about like tuning our spiritual frequency to the the Holy Ghost or to to God's frequency. And you know, if if we're actively evaluating all the time, we are gonna find ourselves eventually on that frequency if we're doing the right things. And some of those some of those things are suggested here in this podcast. You know, it could could just be that you need to listen more intently for his voice or it even could be just the the difference maker between kneeling when you pray rather than just doing it while your head's on the pillow at night i'm guilty of that and i could i could do with changing that but and then number four you know for for kenny it might be music and for for anyone listening out there you know you might find your own your own number four you might find your own thing that that helps you tune your frequency better to to our father in heaven and to his voice and so um once again thank you kenny for sitting down and talking with me about all this and and you know i i hope that something that we've talked about here will inspire some some change and maybe help you guys draw a little bit closer to our father in heaven and to our savior jesus christ and um thank you once again for listening and remember until next time be strong and have good courage and we'll talk at you later Thank you.